This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. It should be a busy Tuesday in farm policy as we get our first glances at the 2018 Farm Bill and the Trump administration's plans for the waters of the U.S. rule. Stories on both items should hit your inboxes tomorrow morning. The Farm Bill is widely expected to keep the structure of the 2014 law intact with some slight tweaks to existing programs. The new WOTUS rule, however, is expected to be more friendly to industry by removing ephemeral streams from jurisdiction. Be sure to check agripulse.com tomorrow morning for detailed coverage of the announcements. As for today's news, the Trump administration is looking for a deal with China before the beginning of March. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer appeared on Face the Nation Sunday, and he said he considered March 1st to be a hard deadline for talks between the U.S. and China. He said if there's a deal to be gotten, the U.S. wants to get it in the next 90 days. The National Biodiesel Board says the biodiesel tax credit is worthy of an extension, but there's concern about whether or not that will happen before the end of the year. House Ways and Means Chair Kevin Brady included an extension of the credit in a tax bill released in November. National Biodiesel Board lobbyist Kurt Kovarik says it represented a sizable commitment to the tax credit. He included a seven-year extension and phase-out of the biodiesel tax credit, which would be the longest extension this industry has ever witnessed and would do a lot of what I've been talking about with respect to providing certainty to make investments in the industry and in the fuel. NBB sent a letter to Capitol Hill today encouraging an extension of the tax credit. The House was scheduled to vote on Brady's tax bill at the end of November, but the vote was canceled due to a lack of support. Brady announced a new bill Monday afternoon that pulled the tax extenders, including biodiesel, from the legislation. Brady says now it's up to supporters of the various provisions to encourage Senate action. So now that'll run on a separate uh, track. So we're looking for uh, signals from the Senate, uh, both from uh, the House or from the Republicans and Democrats uh, on the extender package. And so we'll continue to work to move that forward. That'll run on a separate track. For the first time, the Department of Agriculture has donated fluid milk to a food bank under Section 32 authority. That program uses funds collected from customs receipts to purchase surplus commodities, which in many cases are donated. But perishability concerns stop milk donations in the past. Greg Ibaugh is USDA's Undersecretary for Marketing and Regulatory Programs. He says programs like this could lead to reliable customers once donation recipients achieve self-sufficiency. If they uh, get in the habit of drinking milk and enjoying milk now, when they can buy it themselves, uh, we hope they continue that. Jody Tick is the Chief Operating Officer for Capital Area Food Bank, where the milk was dropped off this morning. She says the food bank is a distribution center with about 450 partners serving around a half a million recipients. But she says hunger is still a greater need than that, and food alone won't solve the problem. I think it takes more than food. It starts with food, and food is fundamental. And as the Capillary Food Bank evolves, we're focusing more on what are the drivers of poverty, because poverty drives food insecurity. And if we can bundle food with other sources, such as provide food for folks going through a workforce development program so that they don't have to worry about food, they have food going throughout that program and they can graduate, that propels them to you know, a better future and a higher paying job. Finally today, some somber news from over the weekend. Former Ag Secretary Bob Berglund passed away in Minnesota on Sunday. Berglund served as Ag Secretary during the Carter administration from 1977 to 1981. 
He also served as a Minnesota congressman for four terms where he served on the House Agriculture Committee. Berglund was 90. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.